Well, greetings, pulses and pundits. It's time for another episode of I'm Usually More Professional. My name is Joe Hildebrand and with me is the also usually more professional Sam Dastiari. We, we've discussed this at no point was I more professional than the fact that I'm sitting here dressed in a collared shirt with pants. That's I, true. I walked in with the Fin Review. <laughs> right? It should be I'm usually less professional. Yeah, I'm usually way less professional than this. I'm sober. I'm vegan. Oh, no, this I'm, is uh, just... I'm all those things. It just still disturbs me when you say that. I just, just, what happened to the labour hard man inside you, Sam? Labour uh, hard men are not <laughs> vegan. Do you think Robert Ray's a vegan? Do you think Richo's a vegan? I, I think Richard and Robert Ray, uh, the health reasons of why veganism's a good idea. God, Golden Century doesn't have a vegan menu. It actually surprisingly does now. Does <laughs> I was there the other day. They put a vegan meal together for me. Oh, my God. That is a scoop. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening, that is the edge that this podcast will give you. Now, um, A.H. Kaylee. Yep. She's gone. She's walked out on us. She's she's taking that. So what happened, right? It turns out that on the internet really is where elections have won and lost. I've looked looked into it. I've looked at it. The deep state is there. And and I, I figured we couldn't let this get out. So I thought to myself, what would Bill do? And I've just, she's you just gone. removed her. She's gone. I, uh, oh, okay, she ne- she ne- not only she's gone, she never was. Okay, that's way better than what I thought happened. I thought her exact words were, I'm not going to hang around with a disgraced politician and a fascist news corp uh, television anchor. So, uh, frankly, you guys can go and get stuffed. I mean, I know she's claiming to have the flu. It was, look, it was a bit of right. column A, a bit of column B. Yeah, I know she's claiming to have the flu <laughs> and this and that, but <laughs> I think I think it was a, I think it's a protest. But honestly, these millennials, the flu. Firstly, tell me that's not related to her being vegan. Meat eaters don't get the flu. <laughs> like you're not hated enough on the internet, right? Really, Joe? Do you really just, think you're I'm big enough saying, and bad enough to take She lives just down the road. Could she not? Maybe she's thinking of us. Yeah. yeah. But if she was serious, she would have taken us out with it. She could have been. What, taken out, the, taken you and I? Oh, that's mate. That's right. A she could of, be a millennial hero. It takes bird flu to take me out. <laughs> People have tried to take me out with the common flu before. It takes way more than that shit to kind of get me down. No way. Now, um, you mentioned, obviously, that I am, as usual, incredibly popular, both uh, in real life and on the internet where elections are won and lost. Did you see Bill on Q&A last night? I, 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 this is how – okay, this is the sadness of, of – right. I tried – I watched a bit of it. Mm. I watched a lot of uh, Lego Wars, <laughs> Lego yeah, Masters, yeah, right? Yeah. And the worrying thing is, I was saying to someone, I was like, oh, yeah, it makes sense you had to watch Lego Masters because, you know, you got your daughters and this and that. I said, no, 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 no <laughs> they're with their mother. <laughs> Lego Masters was just for me. Well, uh, But I did watch it. I mean, I watched a bit of it on Q&A. Hey, you went to fucking town on Twitter about it. I didn't go to town. I just said that he wasn't particularly interesting. Yeah. You, and that he wasn't and that I didn't think... I said I said I would I would I would back Albo for PM, Burke for PM, Bowen for PM, Plibersek for PM, but I just did not think he just doesn't come across as real. Okay. And that's because he's Is not that real. Always been the case? That. Has that always been the case? Like you like that's had, how I've always has felt. your view of Bill evolved? No, I, I think Bill has always been about Bill, and I don't mind that. But I think there's 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 two things. One is that this whole thing. That and, and I, I keep I keep thinking I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. It was ten years ago or whatever. But this whole thing about this is this is the, the most united the Labor Party has ever been, or I'm, I'm, which my, is obviously is a polling driven strategy. Yeah, but this right? is the whole thing. It's only the only reason it's united 
is because he stopped dividing it. The only reason there's leadership stability is because he's the leader and he stopped knifing them. This, this is the whole thing. Like it's like it's ever a, since I put the knife down, no one's been knifed. That's right. It's like it's like it's like an assassin saying, going around saying, I, "He saved the U.S. president's life." And so, oh, how'd you do that, mate? Oh, I didn't kill him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a hero. The, the Ted Bundy defense. No one's been out there committing these murders. That's uh, right. And, and, and I just, and, and and that's what sticks in my craw when people say that. And then when the acolytes say that, I say, were you not there? Did you not say, do, do people in the Labor Party actually, I know the, the, the you know, the MPs know, but do people, the members, do the, the, the crazy sort of blinkered supporters, do they not know what he did? And this is the problem well, with this I, election is that I know the strategy from the caucus, and you and I both know this, even if you don't want to admit it, whatever. but we both know that Bill was meant to be there as opposition leader, as a kind of, as a sort of penance for his sins, that he's meant to go to purgatory and do the hard yards as opposition leader, which we all know sucks, and, and because you can't knife two PMs and then not stick your hand up for the job. And instead, the Liberal parties fucked themselves so much in a way that no one could have possibly predicted, and suddenly... Bill is going to be rewarded for treachery. Okay, few steps there, few things to unpack yeah. there. Firstly, right? Um, uh, yeah, no, no one thought Bill was going to win, yeah. right? No, nobody in, and I, I was co-campaign director for his campaign for leadership of the Labor yep. Party, right? right? Yep. And actually, to be honest, at the time, suspicion, a lot of us suspected that Albo was going to win that ballot to begin with, yep. right? And the reason being that, um, uh, okay. A lot of party members knew a lot of things about Bill, right? And uh, but one thing they all knew was he 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 didn't support two leaders. Yep. Right. So some of them li- liked him because of trade unionism and knew about that background, and some of them loved what he did with NDIS and as a minister and all those things. So it was always yep. like you know if you if you wanted to say that in the mind of Labor Party members who now decide the leader or have a say in the leader, they're fifty percent of it, yep. right? Um, if 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 in each of their minds, Bill Shorten was a garden. In that garden, everyone there was a giant oak tree, and that tree was disloyal on leaders. Yep. Right. So you had to work around that. Yep. Right. Um, and Bill only narrowly won the leadership. He lost the popular vote. That's right. I think right? Albert got about fifty-three or fifty. No, he got about sixty percent. Oh, right? was it that much? Yeah, it was about sixty forty one way, and then sixty forty the other way with the right. caucus. Right. Okay. And then a whole bunch of the MPs who uh, Albert had worked with supported Bill yep. in the yep. And, yep. and it wasn't just the classic left-right split. Quite a few of the left wingers down in Victoria, Kim Carr and others, mm-hmm. copped the blame for it. Um, you know, uh, supported. They'd say they supported Bill. Others would say they ratted on the left. You know, that's. But it's all, that, that's all gone. We I mean that sort of yeah. that whole left right split went out the window when the right swung behind Gillard against Rudd, who was nominally right but had no. Yeah, tribal I, th- I think it had gone out the window. To be honest, back in the Simon Crean, Mark Latham yeah, days. Yeah. But yeah. anyway, go on. Sorry. So what is that right? Um, and no, no one thought Bill was was going to last. I don't think Bill thought he was going to last. No, he didn't I, want to be it. He I, was sort of it was like him being dragged to the the gallows. I thought what would have happened with Bill. I think in Bill's own mind, he was going to be opposition leader. He was probably going to be removed at some point and not make it, and then maybe become opposition leader and prime minister later in life. That's right. Well, my right. my ma was that he he actually did not want um, the opposition leader's job. He thought. I'll let someone else take it because everyone thought there's, we're going to lose at least the next two elections. Then that person will either have to jump or be pushed, and that's when he can then stick his hand and, up. And there are two different times that you can say moments that it changed, right? One interpretation is after the 2014 budget. This is when Abbott kind of went against his kind of yep. no cuts and it was a yep. really, really brutal budget that suddenly things change. Others will pin it back to the day that um, – 
uh, Tony Abbott ate an onion. <laughs> Right. When he ate an onion, like actually ate yeah, an onion. I know. Right? It just, Some well, would say it was with the time he, he knighted a prince. That's, that's but, but, but still it's hard to be explain. Oh, things that cannot be explained. But um, the bit that I, I thought, the, the moments, the, there were a couple of moments. Look, Bill's, here's the thing about Bill. Bill's career has been incredibly successful yep. despite obstacles, which is why I always find the fact that he's so written off so interesting, right? So takes over the Australian Workers' Union, yep. which was a basket case. They're all stealing money. A bunch of them have gone in out of jail. Effectively cleaned the place up, made it a powerhouse. Uh, goes into parliament. Bill, um, you know, Kevin hates him. Kevin gives yep. him his jewellery portfolio. Does quite well with it, NDIS, other things, yep. things to be proud of because he's there. Becomes the opposition leader when it's meant to kill him and now he's on the verge of becoming PM. What's fascinating about Bill is on paper, this is the most successful career imaginable, right? Like like as far as political careers go, yep. he shits on anyone else's in terms of this upward trajectory. And it was the time when um, Robert Ray, right, uh, former Victorian Labor senator, power broker, kind of a generation before one said to me, he goes, he goes, look at Bill. And Bill was working this room. And he goes to me, he goes, Bill always has to keep moving. And I always that he goes, he goes, because otherwise he'll sink to the bottom. <laughs> and it reminded me of it's, it's the saying about sharks, isn't it? That's right. Yeah. You gotta keep you gotta keep swimming. But no, no, but Bill's career has been so it's pretty so I and, and you, well, know well, you know what? It, it's the me. ethic, right? No, so I'll tell you the first time I met Bill. Yep. I was 17 or 18, 18 at the time. Second year university, I was president of the Sydney University Labor Club, right? Like the, yep. this is what a this is what a loser I was. Like like this <laughs> is the like I know we're like, all there. like no no we're I all there. I ran stack the Melbourne Uni Labor Club once. Yeah yeah, uh, this is this is yeah that's right. this is why we now podcast. <laughs> um um this is this is not even the top 10 embarrassing things of the week. Um but I ran the club and I wrote to all these unions and that saying, oh, I wanted to get some money for posters. And I wrote out saying, oh, you know, can you kick in a couple of bucks for posters or whatever and wrote out to all of them. And, you know, 99% of them wrote back saying, you know, didn't respond or whatever. And then I got this note back from Bill Short saying, yeah, happy to. I'll donate like 200 bucks or 250 bucks or something kind of nominal. Seemed like a lot of money at the time in a university club. But, you know, it was was dollars. wasn't even Chinese UN. Like, I mean, that's back when I used to take dollars. And um, But he goes, oh, but you're going to have to come and see me and have a cup of coffee with me. Yeah. And it was just, what was Bill doing? He used to put out this giant net. Yeah. Because right? he doesn't know who's going to be where, who'll be useful later. So this is just the kind of union secretary uh, down in Victoria. And next time I was in Sydney, arranged, we had coffee and he handed over like a, a nominal check out of, you know, a couple hundred bucks. Um, and But that's how he worked. Yeah. And I, I have no problem with that. I'm, I'm far from, I'm you know, I'm not saying that he needs to be pure as a driven snow. In fact, I actually liked the Labor Party better when it was, you know, People doing dodgy deals and smart people in charge instead of everyone, you know, going lati lati la and holding hands and singing kumbaya. And I mean, you know, people say, "Oh, did you, you know, know Bill was going to be prime minister or whatever?" And I, I feel like, "Know it? I wrote it. We put it on the front page of the Daily Telegraph after Beaconsfield. Yeah, we wrote that yarn. And, and one of Bill's people, um, actually, uh, you know, who I love, um, sort of, and I think, you know, it's a bit sad because I have been mean to Bill, but." Um, Sent me a, a picture of it the other day and said, you know, in happier times. And so who wrote the story? Who was the journal? Were you the journal? I did, yeah. You were the actual journal? Yeah, I wrote it. No yeah. way. Yes. Okay, we're going to find this and I'm going to post this. Yeah, I'll, fi- well, I'll, find, I'll find it and we'll dig it up. But um, and so, and so, and so, and I've got- after big, I remember that you guys had a poll. 
Yeah. There was a poll in the paper about whether Bill Shawn should be yeah. premier. And everyone, and everyone at the time said there was a massive beat up and blah, 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 blah. But, and there was a running joke in the party. I mean, you know this. We used to all hang out in the same circles. There was a running joke in the party that said, you know, there's, you know Bill Shorten is definitely going to be, be the next Prime Minister of Australia. So how do you know? Oh, Bill yeah. told me himself. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's the oldest joke in the party. And so I've got no problem with any of that, but I do have I, – the, the problem I have, and maybe I still just haven't got over it, but the problem I have is that – um, Kevin Rudd was elected uh, Prime yep. Minister. Um, there was, I'm trying to say this diplomatically, um, I I knew him. Um, I had editorialised in support of him. Yeah. Um, you, people, you always were your people. People, you were I, mean, I, was, I was pretty open about it. Um, I, I went on the road with him. I championed his policies. I was probably, you know, I, I guess I probably got no journalistic credit anyway, but I was hopelessly biased and, and I was openly bias and and you know you wrote a book about it and wrote a book about it and and news news corp backed him like people all these people going yeah. on about fucking rupert murdoch and news corp and betraying and like news corp backed him in news corp backed the labor government in almost to a man the only one the only paper that didn't i think was was the herald sun which is bill's favorite paper yeah. so and, and wasn't the irony of course that um on the day they editorialised in favour of Piers Ackerman walked out. <laughs> I think it was a bit. I think he had to go and take an early lunch that day. But anyway, so you know, and that's that, that's that's totally above board. Newspapers yeah. editorialise all the time, but the Australian um, editorialised in favour of Kevin Rudd. My paper, the Daily Telegraph, editorialised in favour of Kevin Rudd. The Courier Mail did from his hometown, uh, and, so- and not just editorialised in favour. I think I think the bit that's actually more significant is. They were in effect editorializing away from John Howard. That's right, and that was who and, had been and you a know darling. What? That was that's right. It was a darling, and 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 you know, I guess there's no room for hurt feelings in politics. But that was you know, it was obviously hard for peers to stomach, and it was hard for a lot of people in the room to stomach, and it was pretty hard for John Howard to stomach. But anyway, we did it, and and you know what? News Corp didn't knife Kevin Rudd. Rupert Murdoch didn't knife Kevin Rudd. The fucking Australian Labor Party knifed Kevin Rudd. And it was Bill yep. Shorten who played the key role in doing it and then sent up Paul Howes on Lightline to cop the blame. I mean, this and, – and so, and so you know, again, we all know politics is a rough and tumble business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But to I, then, I to then say – I remember that. Um, do you remember that night? That and was just – and it was – what we did that night, which was so terribly stupid because not only did we kill Kevin, which obviously killed Kevin, and – you know, obviously he had a, a brief return as prime minister, but it was never the same. Uh, yeah. the, the aura had gone and everything, right? Um, but we also killed Julia Gillard. That's right, exactly. It could have been a four-term, twelve-year government. We and killed it, both of them in one night, and it, and you killed both. Of, and that's the thing. And you know all this stuff, and because that's what happens, you tear through the depth. And every time you kill one of them, you're losing a Lindsay Tanner, or then you're losing a Wayne, a Wayne Swan when Gillard goes. So you're tearing through all your future leaders as well. Yeah, and yeah, you, no, 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 and, and a- your big minds, and so, and so, what I find galling is then is when, you know, I mean, Kevin Rudd obviously has got to tell himself whatever he has to tell himself, but suddenly, you know, it's all Rupert Murdoch's fault, or it's all News Corp's fault, or Bill Shorten says, oh, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, you know, pander to Rupert Murdoch or pander to News Corp, they're all biased, they're all, you know what, mate. We didn't start this. You started yeah, yeah, it. And that's what I guess that's why I sort of there's there's separate things here, right? There's separate things here. Okay. You're conflating things that aren't conflatable, in my opinion, right? Uh, uh, the whole idea of has News Corp editorially, particularly the Australian, like particularly yeah. the Australian, right? I mean, at the end of the day, um, tabloid papers are tabloid papers mm-hmm. and and a football scandal sells. 
and doesn't matter how close you are to an election. The front page today was royal baby. I mean, it's yep. a tabloid paper. Like yep. that's you know, like so. Uh, politics is not what drives a, a tabloid paper. Um, uh, so putting aside the the tabloids, and I think Telegraph has been particularly, uh, and and the Herald Sun, the Herald Sun less actually, Courier Mail is the only one I'm thinking of, have been particularly uh, uh, biased this election. But no, his beef, which says Bill's beef, which is the Australian is running front page after front page, kicking the shit out of me, yeah. uh, why would I meet with Rupert? I don't know if that's quite related to the same... Well, no, I, 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 look, I, to, to be things. honest, I think fair enough that he's saying that. I mean, I think, at least he's... I, th- I think it's it's, pre- it's pretty obvious that, you know, there's not... <laughs> no, 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 but, but, like, but I, at least he's on it. At least you're being honest and saying, At least oh, you're well, being honest and that's, and that's a fine. A lot of people go and pretend to meet Rupert and pretend to be nice to him and bitch about him about his back. People just said, oh, what's the point? Yeah, look, fair enough and, and yeah, points to him for that. But I, I think this whole poor... Poor me, woe is me, News Corp's all against me. Well, actually, that is not – that has not always been the case. News Corp actually said, you know what, we'll give Labor we'll give Labor a chance and it swung pretty much its entire stable of mastheads in favour of the Labor yeah, Party. this is in 11 years ago. In 2007. Yeah, that's right. And that was – That's a, that 11 was, years ago. 11 years ago. That was the last time a PM served a full term. Okay. That was the last time okay, a PM okay, didn't uh, get uh, knifed uh, in the middle of their okay, term. Okay, so, And that – and, but, and but who no, was responsible no, no, for no, that? No, no, no. Okay. Firstly, firstly, right, there are two hugely separate issues here, right? Uh, people in newspaper business give a shit about newspaper editorials and no one else does. Right. Mm-hmm. What matters is the stories you're running, the coverage, and how, yep. your coverage. Sure. Right. Coverage matters. Newspaper editorials, like Fairfax, will come up with this newspaper editorial, which is completely separate. To I mean, Fairfax is Fairfax. Oh, sorry, yep. Nine Entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> right. We'll have this like editorial that is completely different than everything they've written the whole time yeah. through. Like, like it will be a, yeah. it will be a, as a rule, green. Chardonnay, socialist left kind of edit, like store uh, coverage. That's right. That's right. right. Which is like a, a, a it's not, it, it, it's disagreeing with Labor is that Labor's not being left wing enough. Yeah. It's kind of yep. competing with the Guardian for that edge of space. And then we'll have this editorial in favor of the Libs. Like, that's, where that's, the, that's right. Where did this said, shit come said from? That, Mr. Howard deserves the second card. Yeah, that's right. That's that's right. right. It, is, it is amazing. Uh, but, but, but no, but the but coverage. You have to say the no. news court coverage back then was. Yeah. Was much the more news positive Corp for coverage as well. right now at this election is front page after front page, uh, especially in Australian, uh, belting him. Uh, but but here's the thing. But Bill, this is the, the bit that I, I want to get back to, right? Is your issue with Bill that you don't find him inspiring or is it that you can't forgive him for killing Kevin? It's, it's, or is it both? I, I wouldn't mind if he was un, just uninspiring. That would be fine. But it's the fact that he's disingenuous. That I can't, I can't, I can't believe that he's sincere about the things that he says. Because in everything that he has done, he has been purely transactional, and it has purely been to advance his career without any perceivable kind of moral or ideological core to it. And again, I don't mind okay, people who, I, I, who I don't, okay, I don't well, mind no, people no, who no, sell out their morals that. in I'm, politics. I'm, I'm but rejecting just that. Right? No, 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 no. I'm rejecting that. I, I don't think the premise of that is correct. Okay. But I want to put another question to you. Right? So what? Right, like, like, I, yeah. okay, I, I reject the premise. Right, so let's go from the start. Uh, no, I think Bill has actually been incredibly policy consistent. Uh, I think that if you're saying your biggest beef with him is that he acted like a politician to succeed in a political environment, right? Well, then so be it. That is politics. Um, but, but go back to this other idea. It says, um, I, having been there, mm. I think what Bill doesn't get enough credit for is the almost impossibility of holding together the Labor Party 
from not tearing the shit out of itself for the past five and a bit years. I'm talking about on refugees. I'm talking about on economic policy. Uh, for not going the path of Corbyn. But it, didn't, it didn't tear itself apart until he came along and others. The no, first time it really no, – in, no. in opposition it tears itself apart, but in government it never really had. And even in opposition, yeah, you'd have the big fights, but it, all the numbers that, have been sewn well, no, up beforehand. Go, go back to – no. I, I think you have – okay, this is where we disagree about whether right. the rot setting. Yep. Okay. Right. My view of the rot setting in right, was so much of those unresolved fights of the Hawke um, – sorry, of the um, uh, Rudd-Gillard era actually went back to the Mark Latham, Simon Crean. Yep. Right? It almost, in a weird way, if you want to go back, yeah, that's right, Mark Latham, it's all your <laughs> fault. No. But a lot of it goes back to that Beasley, Crean, um, Latham yep. relationships. Yep. That's when the Julia thing happened. That's when this, that's when that. I think the idea that now pinning it on Bill because Bill was there, and, and by the way, out of the two leadership contests, Bill uh, had my much bigger hand in the first one, and the second one. Yeah, I know. I know he's drag kicking and screaming into the second one, um, and he, you know, but he could have, you know, he could have gone down with the ship. But right, um, this is this is this is your Catholic guilt. You have this whole martyr <laughs> complex, right? Like it sounds I just, like I don't, I don't, no, no, no. It sounds like part of your biggest complaint always. And I've heard this before with 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 Bill. Is I don't know. You somehow. You like this inner city, even though you're a News Corp kind of, you know, shrill. You like this inner city lefty where deep down there's nothing more you like than a martyr defeat. Like your love of Kevin went through the roof, not because of the time you spent with him with his prime minister, but the fact that he was martyred at the stake kind of made him his heroic figure for you. And it was also my birthday. Oh, was June it? June 23rd was my birthday. So that was the night that he was actually torn down. So there, there might be something slightly... Slightly okay, spiritual so about Q&A, that. But what, did yeah, you think, what did you think of his Q&A performance? Look, I, th- I thought it was fine. Like, I don't I, th- I don't think it was bad and it certainly wasn't disastrous, but I just didn't believe Who's it. Who's watching this? Because it rates. Well, a lot of Labor voters. Yeah, no, no, it rates. I mean, put aside the kind of people who go Twitter where elections are won and lost. Um, like, it rates. I don't think, yeah, I don't think it changed a single vote. Um, although, I, to be honest, I don't think it has to because I still think he's got it in the bag. Um, but it, it just and, Here's the thing. So they offered a spot to Scott Morrison anywhere, anytime, and yeah. he said no. Here's what I don't get. Why would you do Lee Sales and not do um, uh, Q&A? Q&A, Q&A is cons- so much safer than uh, – Because you're batting away questions from the audience. Than yeah, and, 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 and people yeah, are asking not, generic as, But questions. it's not about – it's about um, – I think it looks worse. People don't think the 7.30 report is – Bias. Only the really hardcore right think the 7.30 report I don't is think biased. it's biased. I think it's a place where any politician who goes Whereas, is going to get tough questions. That's right. But I'm saying it looks bad. If he – like if ScoMo says, you know what, I'm not going to go on Q&A. It's hopelessly biased. The audience is stacked, blah, 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 blah. People will cop that. Most people will cop that. The votes he needs will cop that. Whereas if he says, I'm not going to go on 7.30, that looks like you're ducking and weaving. That's uh-huh, like you're really okay. – Okay, okay. Cop it. So and you reckon also, he couldn't turn around and have said, okay. And he, also there are plenty of um, – you know, nice. You know, North Shore, small C conservatives who watch the seven o'clock news and the se- and seven thirty, who then will switch off well before Q and A comes yeah, on. Okay. They might even watch Four Corners. But whereas Q and A is is really for your your political tragics and predominantly your lefty political okay. tragics. So your take is that he the cost is because because no, I'm, I don't think. Lee Sales, I don't think the 7.30 report is biased. I think it's a death zone for politicians, right? No one goes in and walks out with a good interview, 
right? No, that's right. But it looks, but it's, but however bad you come out of it, it is better than looking like you're running away from it. Whereas you can look at, like, looking like, saying you're not going to go on Q&A, most people, most people would say, even, you know, even people who aren't particularly sympathetic to Morrison or a, or a left would say, you know what, fair enough. You know, that's, you can understand yep. that. Whereas if you're saying, oh, I'm not going to go on 7.30 report, that's. People turn around and go. People say, well, you're gutless, that you're scared, what have you got to hide? Yeah, okay. Okay, so he could get away with that. So he doesn't do that. Uh, there'll be another debate, yep. right, so that no one will watch. Yep. Right? I mean, I just don't know what's left in this kind of debate format. The, de- the format is so, like, unless you've got a Trump who's just going to make it awesome. Yeah. Right? The format is shit. But that is that is another thing, though, isn't it? The, 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 however much you get smashed in a debate, and the incumbent all, almost always gets smashed, and it doesn't have anything to do with the result. But it's but you still have to front up because if you if you run away from up. it, you look like a okay. coward. What is now working on this assumption? Right? This is popular opinion at this stage says this, right? Let's just assume popular opinion is correct, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Labor went into this campaign ahead. Yep. Scott has campaigned really, really well. Yep. Labor went into this campaign already ahead, uh, but he hasn't been able to change enough votes to win the election. And based on the published polls, if the election was held last Saturday, he would have won. Yep. Uh, Labor would have won. Bullshit yep. would have won. Right? That's popular opinion. What is now left that can happen, in your opinion, that can change the outcome of the election? I mean, thinking about this, I don't know if there is anything. I think anything anything that was so catastrophic as to mean the bill would suddenly stand down as leader would only result in presumably Albo going up and they'd win by even more. Well, it's too late. And that's that. too late anyway. So that's, that's I suppose, inevitable. But that's talking about like some kind of catatrophic scandal that just descends from the heavens. What they used aliens, to say aliens was, come and he gets uh, hit by a bus. A uh, live boy, him. dead girl, which now is actually uh, highly offensive and that's a right. homophobic comment. That's very cis binary of you. Yeah, thank so. you. And we, we uh, don't even have AH here we're thinking <laughs> of right. you. Um, I think it was a, I think it was to Labor's disadvantage that they went in as unbackable favourites the election campaign because it's yep, made people that's right it's 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 raised expectations it's made people anyone who just wanted to give the government a whack but wasn't quite sure they wanted to to see to see a Labor government in it's given them pause for thought thought so it's it's shored up and I think that'll play out in Wentworth for example yep. where Karen might be in trouble um, and. Um, and, and I think it's meant that all the advantages that you usually have an opposition leader, namely sort of, you know, all care and no responsibility, that you can you can be really aggressive without without having to adopt a defensive posture on your own side's politics, the small target benefit, that goes out the window because everyone's just assuming that Bill's going to be the next prime minister. So they are, they are applying that sort of level of scrutiny, scrutiny to him. And that's a hard thing for any opposition to, to muster. I mean, you know, governments have whole departments yep. behind them, the full apparatus of government. Okay, okay, yeah, but you're, to, you're to avoiding my question. Defense. My question was what could now happen that could change the election? I, I think, well, it's interesting. There was some research that came out of um, that Roy Morgan did this sort of, you know, drill deep sort of research. Yeah, everyone's everyone still questions Roy I, Morgan. I, that's right. they I, do the door knocking. That's right, and they really they get in, and I think people, I think what people say to someone face to face is very different to what they do in a ballot box, and and the interesting thing is, I think Morgan usually for that reason tends to favour the left because people say, "Oh yeah, I care yep. about health and education," because that you're trying to seem nice to the person in front of you, but then you go to ballot ballot box and you vote with your hip pocket and vote for the tax cuts. I think the tax cut stuff 
may um, may bite. I think the the super stuff may bite, but to be honest, they're probably all lib voters anywhere. I think there is a, a problem among working class people who don't invest in the share market and instead they put their money in a second house yep. or a holiday house. Yep, yep, yep. And they're a bit Who, worried about yeah, that, yeah, even if they would be grandfathered. But they don't but, understand that. But they don't understand that. Can't explain some right. of the concept of grandfathering. Good luck. Exactly. Um, so I, I don't think people actually people vote on on. I think people mostly vote emotionally rather than than what is okay. Strictly in their best interest. So I think people are susceptible to that. Pensioners who may not may not even be hit by the the um, the, the franking credit stuff uh, will be worried about that and worried about what else changes. So. Um, I think it will be those sorts of things where you might see sort of upper working class people going, hang on a minute, yeah, but, but I no, don't no, want to no, pay no, any no, more money. But, but I'm saying what event, because I, I think getting to our trope, I think the one best thing that could happen for Scott, right, uh, ScoMo I think is now what we call him, um, happened. And that is being attacked by a crazy left protester. Right, and don't get me wrong. I'm not. I'm not conspiracy theorizing here. Yep. In that this was not some kind of a plan. So I'm referring to an incident that just happened. Uh, it'll be a day late by the time this podcast goes <laughs> up. But a uh, a protester uh, egging the prime yes, minister. You are right. right? And uh, effectively, a correlation. Obviously, the act of egging is now something. You know, it's it's a thing. It's a trope now in politics. Yep. But uh, completely unfair to compare. Scott Morrison, who I, you know, obviously I'm not going to vote for, but comparing him to Fraser Anning and this this bow that's far too long. And uh, what I reckon might happen now is the next two weeks are going to be about people egging the Prime Minister. Yeah, well, look, to be I honest- I don't think this will be a one-off. Well, I warned about this when Fraser Anning was egged and there was a section of the idiotic inner city left who went, yeah, yeah, we're egging Nazis, yeah. yeah we're just like, egg boy, yeah, so, egg boy. Which I thought was the so fucking stupid him, and so dangerous. That's right. And even he, the egg boy was actually the most mature player in the whole thing because he said, look, actually, it was really stupid and I shouldn't have done it. I'm sorry. My mum wasn't very impressed. Whereas other people were holding mum as a hero. But this is the question. Okay, if you say Fraser, it's okay to egg Nazis or Fraser Anning or whatever – then where does it stop? Is it okay to egg Peter Dutton? Well, if it's okay to egg Peter Dutton, is it okay to egg Scott Morrison? If it's okay to egg Scott Morrison, is it okay to egg Malcolm Turnbull? If it's okay to egg Malcolm Turnbull, is it okay to egg Bill Shorten? Where does it end? But so yeah, and but I mean, we're all going to obviously agree that it's wrong and stupid. And then, but the politics of it, and then the politics of it means that, and it's the same as the defacing Tony Abbott's part. The yep. idiots who defaced Tony Abbott's part in Moringa, the best thing that could have ever happened for him, because you say, see, these are the sort of people who are running against me, and these are the sort of people you'll get if you vote me out of office. It, it was fascinating. I think it was uh, a tweet from, a th- I believe it was James Morrow, who's the opinion editor at The Telegraph, yeah. who kind of said, uh, if you're going to deface a guy's posters who the argument against him tends to, you know, the argument you throw against him is misogyny, is why would you do it with the misogynist C word? Yeah, that's right. right. That's like, right. Like, it was like the weirdest kind of, be right, these things backfire. They do, they backfire. And right now, you know, the... I, I, and I think he handled it really well. Again, I don't think it was a conspiracy. But Scott turning around and saying, oh, look, I'm um, 
Uh, I'm just worried about the woman who got hit by a horse. It was a CW. I mean, CWA things have got wild over the years since I last went. (laughs) Country women says anything goes now. Obviously, obviously there is no way that this next sentence is going to come out well. But the best thing for Scott Morrison was that a little old lady got knocked over and he was able to put himself in the position of the shining knight. It would have been, it still would have worked in his favour even if that hadn't happened. Yeah, he's happened. a victim. And, and the, the, to be fair, the, I don't think the stupid Edgar um, even knocked her over. I think it was an, another person in the Malay. I think it was a photographer. But, um, but it was their fault anyway because they started the whole thing. Oh, yeah. And then Scott Morrison is suddenly the hero. And again, he get, he's able to get back up. He's with the nice old ladies from the CWA and he says, if you vote Bill Shorten, these are the sort of people who are going to be running the country. We all know, and it's not necessarily true, of course, but you oh, know, that's a great line. But it's, it's, it's you know, it's get up. There's socialists, the Marxists, the Reds under the bed, the Greens, Labor government, you know, blah 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 blah, and and so these, but, but this won't extremists. stop now. It won't stop now. I think this is the start, right? And it's yeah. the same kind. I think this is going to be the same. Uh, look, I because now all of a sudden she's a hero. Right, there will be yeah. sections of the yep. internet and Twitter that are going to hold her up and praise her on yeah, Screw, screw yep. him and this Absolutely. and that, and you stick it to the man. And, and if blah, I was, blah, blah. if I was a Liberal Party strategist, I would be just on my knees praying to God that they do. I'd say, come on, every every student socialist in the country, come and egg our people and just and just watch what happens because that that will be the, the thing. majority. Well, they're already like the, the government's already running a massive fear campaign, a massive scare campaign against Labor. Labor's basically going to come and take your house and steal all your money. If you, I'm and, actually surprised the extent the to which they're not. Maybe right. wait till the last week. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 because I thought there'd be a much bigger um, – I thought they'd be running on boats. Yeah, well, I think I think the problem is that the boat thing just hasn't stacked up because there are none. Yeah. <laughs> so the medivac things happen. I assume that as well. Um, I Like a – you know. I, I thought I, that – if I was Scott Morrison, the last thing I would have done is gone to Christmas Island and say, oh, if you if you start the boats again, you're only going to end up here. Or if you get medivac, you're only going to end up. I'd be like, you know what? Just come on, bring them now, boys. Come on, set sail. Yo-ho-ho and a bottle of rum. <laughs> I mean, and, then, I, and then say, look, see? See, I told you. Now I, I, here look, they come. Part of the problem, I think, has been that um, Dutton's so damaged yeah. that you don't really have the spokesman you want to be out there that Scott used to be. Like a whole separate issue which, is the need of an attack dog. Mm. And Scott was their attack dog. Josh is kind of trying but not really well. Yeah. Labor has got these three fantastic attack dogs in Keneally, Plibersek and Wong yeah. who can just come out and belt and they're all women and yeah. they're all amazingly articulate. And Burke's good as well. And Burke's good too, right? Yeah. Uh, but but I'm saying there's a whole talented group of them. And Scott kind of like – And also Dunn's got to defend his own seat. Dunn's got to defend his own seat. Yeah, he's got his own baggage in Melbourne and other yeah. places, you know. You know, every time he comes up, they remind that, oh, he said you can't go out in Melbourne because of gangs, you know, all that kind of <laughs> stuff, right? Who is there on the Morrison camp who can come out and do the attack work for him, the dirty work? Yeah, look, I think that's a very good question. And I think, Josh. Yeah, that's and Josh is nice. He's a nice guy. He's the last person. It's like making Joe Hockey the attack dog. Then you ruin your good cop. And I think the other problem is they've got a – I mean, yeah, like you're saying, the roles are kind of switched because you've got a presumptive government – in, yep. in Bill Shorten and Labor, and you've got a, a, a government that's so on the ropes that it has to behave like the opposition and attack to, to achieve anything. But at the same time, the government's got to run the campaign saying, we're the government and, yeah, look, we fucked up a bit and blah, 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 we've changed leaders and I can't explain why, but we're the adults in the room 
And if you give it to these guys, they're just going to trash the place. They're going to throw the toys yeah. out of the cut, out of the cot. And if they, they're going to tax you. That's right. And then if you over-egg the omelette and you, you get too hysterical, and this thing, I think this is why they're backed off on boats. If they lose, you got to you got to push the envelope, but just not over the, just not over the edge of the desk. Yeah. So, okay. so if they if they start to seem irresponsible themselves. Let's not forget they've just brought the budget back in the black. So the whole thing is that we're responsible. We keep the we keep the country, we keep the good ship Australia on a steady course. If you start trying to sort of go too crazy, you'll lose you'll lose that. So they're okay. desperately trying to box Bill and everyone into a corner. So the backing black stuff. Yeah, no, that, that, that's a fair point. And that's why it's good I for mean, them to have the, the eggings what, going on and the get-up stuff. Oh, because in, can, incredible, incredible. Yeah. Because it looks like... Um, they're a rabble. It looks like the other guys are rabble and it looks like they're the victims. And it, it, my, it vaguely reminds me, okay, it's probably a bad analogy, 1993 Houston. Um, do you remember when his campaign and rallies got he started doing those big marches towards the yep. end and it just kind of looked a bit kind of crass yeah well i i do remember i was just thinking about it today when the, the roy morgan people were talking about this because they're predicting a hung parliament which again i don't put a lot of stock in and it's not a it's not a large number of people i think it was only about 800 but it was a deep dive deep dive oh, um but um but they're, they're saying it's going to be a hung parliament, and if and if that were to be the case, this would be Bill Shorten's John Houston moment. This would be lo- losing the unlosable election. I think the I think the expectation management game, um, for a whole bunch of reasons, including you know polling, uh, would work very much against Bill if yep. he doesn't win in his own right. Yeah, and do you remember what Keating did that got him over the line in '93? If anyone, if any of the libs are listening to this, that great one line: every time he puts his hand in your pocket, you're going to find. Yeah, well, there was that. That was beautiful. Not to mention the birthday cake. Not to mention Singo's amazing ads, where everything yeah. at the the checkout had the fifteen percent. But he said that if the libs got in and one government in the lower house, he would not block the GST in the Senate. It was amazing, and it was amazing. And I don't know how he ran that kind of parallel argument by saying, "Oh, we oppose it. It's terrible. But we're going to let it through." But he did. If the libs said, "You know what? All Labor's tax." Tax hikes, whatever you want to call them, you know, the abolishing the negative gearing, uh, you know, the franking credits, the whole bit, the super super changes where he's going to tell you money and death and taxes and blah blah blah. We'll let it all through the Senate. We will respect the mandate. Don't don't think that we're going to stop this from happening. If Bill yeah. gets in, that that would be the smartest thing. And it's look, it's desperate, but so was Keating in '93. Yeah, that would be you. the smartest thing that um, ScoMo and everyone could do now. So. Okay, you if they turn around and said, "We will not be a handbrake on the stuff you don't like." Yeah. So the story is like there was a big story. I think today. Said, yesterday. We will respect the mandate. We'll respect the mandate. <laughs> but in the, I think it was in the Australian uh, this morning. It might have been yesterday. Um, that was all about. Oh, the Senate will stop the sixty billion. Turn around and say no. That's right. You're gonna get them all. Yep. Yep. We're gonna we are gonna wave it through. There will be no. As PJK said, "There will yeah. be no easy death for you. There will be no quick death for you. We'll we're gonna do we'll let it we'll let it through. We are not we are not going to be obstructionists. We've learned the lessons of the past. Government have a, has a mandate to govern. Wow, yeah, that would be a game changing big ball play, which they will not do. Absolutely, because there's only one person with the sort of brains and the sort of balls to do something like that, and that's Paul Keating. Yeah, <laughs> he's too busy. Yeah. He's too busy rolling ASIO bosses. That's right. But no, no. But but the other reason you wouldn't do it, right? Um, uh, look, the leader would do it because at the end of the day, th- this is where I suspect it may be different for Scomo, mm-hmm. right? And then, and let's get to this now because uh, where I suspect it may be different for Scomo is normally the prime ministership when you have the prime ministership 
is the last job you have in politics. Yes. Right? Abbott was the kind of the rare exception. Yep. And and I, I since consider Kevin as having it as the last job he had yep. in that he had it, he lost it, he worked to get it again. Yep, that's right. And then left soon afterwards. Exactly. Right? He still acted like the last job he had in politics. Prime Minister. <laughs> right. Same as Malcolm, same as Julia, same as Hawk, Paul, all of yep. them. Right? Uh, Menzies was the one that was the exception. Mm. I and Goff. And Goff hung around. And Goff hung around, and that People was a disaster. Just can't take a hand. Right? Yeah. Okay. So here is my prediction. Right? And I'm I'm going to ask Sportsbet to put a put this in the betting market. <gasps> oh. Right. So What's so this? Sportsbet, we're going to open a betting market on this uh, if they will. Set at the return of Parliament, the leaders of the Labor and Liberal Party will remain Bill Shorten and Scott Morrison. Oh. That is my prediction. My prediction is, and I'm prepared to take money on this, I'm going to put my own money, My own, I'm going to put my hard-earned UN. Hard-earned one. Renminbi. R&B, right? Um, um, I'm going to put my hard-earned cash on this that I believe, sense, you know. I believe, I, I think, I think Bill will win, right? Um uh, and by the way, my prediction is bringing in a couple of things. One is it's predicting that Labor will win. Yep. It will also because if Labor doesn't win, Bill is definitely not the leader. Like yep, there is no doubt about yep. that, right? He's had two chances. Yep. If he's not, he's not going to be leader. But but it's also predicting an election result that's close enough that Scott can justify staying and that he'll yep. want to stay. So I reckon Parliament will return. The two of them will still be there. I'm 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 actually with you. It actually makes perfect sense. And and the other thing is because even though yes, every single PM pretty much certainly the last twelve years. After they had their go, they went. But every single one of them, even though none of them served a full term, all of them had won at least one election, even if it was by the skin of their teeth. Julia snuck in. Yep. Malcolm snuck in. ScoMo will have been denied that. So he will He will not – they they all have – yes, it's been a fucking shambles, but there's a whiff of legitimacy about all of those PMs, yes. even though they were cut down in their prime. ScoMo will not have won a single – Election, okay. he will. He will never go. So he, he need, like you've got to get that out of your system, I, don't you? Okay, you've okay. Got to, you're riding with a full bag of clag. So, so let's do this. Let's open a betting market on it, and then the question that I, I want to come back with next week is not how much money, but what percentage of the money went on backing our presumption, and what percentage of the money that was bet was bet against us. Oh, and then crazy. I want their fucking names. <laughs> How much of it comes from the Liberal Party room? It's a shame in the whites of their eyes. Yep. And, and if all the money gets traced back to Josh Feinberg and Greg Hunt, then we've got problems. <laughs> well, I have a similar equally groundbreaking prediction to yep. make. Um, you're talking about the leaders of the, the two major parties in this. Uh, and the future of Australia. And the future of Australia. I'm talking about what all true political uh, watchers focus on, which is the Channel Ten election night coverage. Yep, yep. As has been uh, as has been reported, we've got Christopher Pine. We've got the big one, the pineapple. Yep. I am willing to I'm willing to bet my own Renminbi that at some point during the telecast, Christopher Pine refers to himself as a fixer. Okay, I'm prepared to bet fixing. against that under one condition. I'm a fixer. Uh, obviously, is this in the I podcast? If you promise me, you will not have the discussion with him beforehand to say it, <sighs> mate. Because you can't. You're not the fixer. He's the fixer. So as long as you don't ask him, and it's an organic, like someone out there on Twitter world can tweet him, 
right? And don't go and create some fake account, some fanboy account, you know. Um, um, <laughs> that's exactly what he's thinking as well. But without creating it, I am I am going to bet money on the fact that he won't. But if if I don't have a word to him about it, then how when I collect my money? Am I going to be afterwards, able to say you can. yeah afterwards? No, but after no, but when I when I collect the money, if I don't if I don't sort it out beforehand, then when I collect my money and someone says Joe Joe, you know how did you do it? Then I won't be able to say I fixed it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, that was the longest thirty minutes for a punchline of a shit joke. Okay, now it's time for everyone's favourite little political segment. And I've got to say, it is a very, very little political segment. It's Micro Party of the Week. Oh, it's wild. It just gets wilder yeah. and wilder. Doesn't it, it just? Who have you we're got? not running. Okay, this is what I've got. And I'm going to say it in how it's written. Okay. Climate action, immigration action, accountable politicians. Oh, I like that. Is it in caps? You no, know, it's got uh, exclamation marks. Oh. Uh, but then, And then it's open uh, parenthesis. Previously, online direct democracy party close brackets. <laughs> That's great. So for all the all the followers of the mm. online direct democracy party, whatever happened to that party? Rest assured, it's now become the climate action, immigration action, accountable politicians. Party. Now, the bit I love, right, is the name online. So this is a party whose core policy is that there should be continuous online votes before policy decisions get made. Right, flux esque. Right, yeah, I was right. going to say that's flux esque. Very... Yeah, yeah, but they're splitters. Hey, now what's happened to flux? DLP of flux. Flux has sold out, man. They've gone mainstream. Bushy, what did they do? They sent me a little message. They said, you know, we've gone, we've gone, um, we've gone to Channel Seven. We're going to do it. Channel Seven is doing something on them. No way. Well, I assume it's like Seven Mate. Yeah, yeah, but or something. Matter. But it's got Channel a Seven. seven. That's, that's legit, man. Hey, for people involved that's, with Ten, that's, that's huge. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's Wow. They, yeah, yeah, and they and they they tweeted they tweeted me about it and said you know and it was literally like as you know Studio oh, Max T- you bunch of sellouts all all we do on Studio Ten is sell things as seen on TV and these guys have actually tweeted out saying we're, oh. going, we're now going to the Flux Party has seen on hashtag I'm usually more professional oh. is that going to do we've launched our own party we've, we've sent them to the part. big leagues okay so the online direct democracy party hey actually you know I've, I've got a bit of time for flux yeah I, look I'm loving them more and more okay the online direct democracy party is that a party that had a name that explained everything you'd want to explain what are they wanted to online democracy yeah. okay I get that you know this and that they changed their name from a completely workable, clear name to just a bunch of random issues. Why? Because they had a poll. They yeah, polled their right. own members. An online Any, poll? Yeah, an online poll. Anyone involved with a political party knows never involve your own members. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Now, they're also selling some merchandise, these hats. They say, let's make Orwell fiction again in 2019. Do you know how many? That is so does, way too many words. <laughs> but does that mean they already made him fiction in 2018? It's like a time to do it again, guys. I have no idea. I just don't know what that it, means. It's like the I've seen so many bad interpretations of Trump's Make America Great hats. Yeah. This is literally the worst one. Do you know what, what? these people need? These people need to sit down with Flux and work out how to do it right. <laughs> And now it's on to the only segment that's even smaller than Micro Party of the Week. It's Tweet of the Week. 
What have you got for us? Oh, I've got I've got a great one. So, okay, One Nation candidate from Western Australia. Yep. Normally, the One Nation. I'm hooked candidate, already. Oh, I'm in. Normally, they've I'm done the crazy dumb shit, like you know, like like just you know, I, you know, the strippers, the shaving the Nazi letters into your lawn, <laughs> the white pride stuff. But their candidate or one of their candidates from uh, WA. Uh, is a well, spent a period of time as a professional bodybuilder, right? Ooh. Or a wannabe professional bodybuilder, right? And decided that what he wanted to do was actually document his own rise, and so posted these pictures of him looking amazing. <laughs> like I'm talking like Generation Iron Good, right? Really, like shredded, shredded, ripped. shredded, shredded, ripped, fantastic. And uh, my tweet of the week actually comes from Tom Ballard, the comedian. Who goes? Uh, so the photo that's been posted with this uh, from his Instagram post is him looking shredded. He's kind of got this Game of Thrones. I'm attracted to him, by the way. Yeah. This Game of Thrones, long blonde hair. Oh yeah. Kind of beaded. Teutonic. He, he looks like Dothrakian kind yeah, of that's, hot, yeah. right? And uh, and there's a photo of him holding his genitalia with just jeans on top of it, just to show he's really kind of ripped, kind of. Uh, abdomen. Oh yeah. I mean, oh, now, that is Joe, full Viking. I note that in the past, he, full Viking, yes. Yeah. He's gone the full Viking. Never go full yeah. Viking, right? Uh, as, as someone, Joe, who recently stripped off his own clothes on television, that was you, mm. uh, uh, this is a, a slightly more impressive version of a male specimen. You're looking bloody good, I might say. Oh, but, thanks, Sam. But, but Tom best. wrote, if I, if I ever ran for office, my candidacy would also undoubtedly be sunk by old photos of me looking ripped and shredded. <laughs> Can I say, I feel sorry for this guy because I feel like he might have got the messaging confused. Everyone knows when you're a One Nation candidate, you're meant to hang out with strippers, not become oh. one. Oh. Okay, now, my tweet of the week, I hope you'll forgive me, Sammy. It's just a little bit self-indulgent, but we can't ignore it. As you know, I got in a bit of trouble on Twitter last night on the internet where elections are won and lost. That's where they won. That's where they lost. Um, with a little tweet where I said, I would back in a heartbeat. I was watching Q&A. That was my first mistake. I said, I would back in a heartbeat. PM Albo, PM Bowen, PM Burke or PM Plibersek. But this guy is simply not for real. 269 likes, mind you. Pretty happy with that. Wow. Anyway, one response. And this is, what, this is what depresses me about the internet. One response I got. Uh, with the hashtag, I like Bill Shorten. Yeah. And I, feel, I, feel, I, just, I feel like that's a that's a slightly defensive hashtag. <laughs> if you started with the hashtag, like, I like him again. I like him. I like him. I really like him. I like him. What are you doing, man? Stop picking up it. I like him. Anyway, but that's okay. So newsflash, Joe. He is very real with real policies and a stable United team. Fair enough. Stop reading Suck, out my face. <laughs> sucks to be LNP at the moment. Hey. And I just thought, I've just named four yeah, Labor it. MPs that I want to be Prime Minister. Yeah, you are not a I socialist enough. I'm a liberal. There is nothing you could do right now, <laughs> right? Literally, right? you're at that point now where nothing you yeah. could do. They said, oh, well, you could come out and say, you could dress you know, in, in Bill Shorten colours, paint yourself, run down the main street saying right. yeah, and they say, oh, another Murdoch plan. That's right. <laughs> I could chain myself to a tree So <laughs> save Newtown. <laughs> that's more green than Labor, that's but that's right. okay. That's more. Uh, that, that's in tribute to AH who's in here today. <laughs> that's right. Maybe I should just chain myself to A.H. Cayley's house with a little sign on me just saying I'm usually more professional. Oh. oh. Thanks, guys. See you Thank next you. week. See you next week.